Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's guest has such a Soul on Fire vibe about her. She is a close, close friend of mine who I've been so excited to share with you guys for a while. We were finally able to sit down and record this interview, although this is someone who I see every week, usually twice a week, because she is my photographer. And as you guys know, in the blogging industry, there are photos to be taken all of the time of everything from yoga poses to outfits to events to food and I discovered my photographer the beautiful beautiful Ashley Strath today's guest through Lululemon through some mutual friends because she used to work at Lululemon which is something that we will talk about extensively in this interview because Ashley had such a journey a really unique journey to working with Lululemon and really thinking that that was going to be her dream job, the highest, most ultimate achievement, the place that she wanted to be. And then learning that her particular journey, she wasn't actually meant to be there. That wasn't where she was meant to end up. So we talk all about that. Ashley is such a believer in the universe like myself. So we talk all about our signs and our spirit guides and our crystals and our colors and all that fun stuff that you guys know I have gotten really into lately and I'd love to talk about and to share with you, especially with people who I can just geek out about it with all day long, like Ashley. And another reason I wanted Ashley to come on and share her story, well, there are multiple, multiple reasons, but another top reason is because Ashley has struggled a lot with her digestive health, very similar to me and very similar to a lot of you who listen to the podcast and who read my blog. I know that we have all been in a place of digestive discomfort. We uh, we have a lot of difficulties with that. So Ashley has a lot of good tips. She has chosen to live a really, well, I would say peaceful lifestyle. But then again, her and I both have this overcommitment problem where we keep ourselves really busy. So there's that. But she does have some good tips. And also, I think being a photographer for bloggers is a very interesting thing. And you have to be, in my opinion, an absolute saint to deal with a lot of bloggers. And not that we're difficult or challenging or not nice or anything like that, but we have a really particular aesthetic. And 
we're creative too. So it's like two creatives coming together to create something. And as a photographer, you have to be really open to someone else's aesthetic eye. And I've worked with a lot of photographers who have really not liked that. And we've parted ways because of it. And I think I'm pretty lax in terms of um, my aesthetic because I really trust Ashley and a lot of the other people that I've worked with. But I know that some people are not as lax. So Ashley has some good stories about that. And I really can't wait for you guys to hear everything she has to say about everything. And before we dive into the interview with Ashley, I wanted to give a minute to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Rebel. I was so excited because I actually got to meet the Rebel team in New York when I was there a couple of weeks ago. And there are people from their team who I talk to all the time, who I've worked really closely with. And it was really exciting to meet them at the live podcast recording and also at the Good Fest. So if you haven't checked out these products yet, they are elixir and protein drinks that are coconut milk based. They use all sorts of delicious and good for you, super herbs and adaptogens. And I know that people kind of throw those words around all of the time right now in the wellness blogging space and just in the wellness space in general. So adaptogens are super herbs that are used by ancient cultures to bring the body back to balance. And some of the adaptogens that Rebel uses are reishi, maca, and ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is something that has been prescribed to me by my functional medicine doctor to wind down at night, especially because I like to exercise at night. And I also teach a lot of yoga classes at night, although I have changed my schedule lately because I've learned I am much more of a morning teacher. I have more energy in the morning and I've actually shifted my whole schedule to start waking up earlier and going to bed earlier, but that is a conversation for a whole different time that I promised to share because it's been really awesome for my wellness routine. But I do take ashwagandha at night and one of my favorite ways to have ashwagandha is in my rebel drinks. So they put ashwagandha in a lot of their different flavors like their ashwagandha chai and their dark chocolate protein. I'll just tell you guys right now, their dark dark chocolate protein is my favorite of their drinks because we all know I love chocolate. And just to tell you a little bit more about ashwagandha and why I use it and why it's been prescribed to me, it's basically a powerhouse of an adaptogen. It's one of the most important and universally prescribed herbs in Ayurveda. And we all know, or maybe you don't, but you can always go look at my blog and see how into Ayurveda I am and how much it's changed my life. So it's one of the most universally prescribed herbs within Ayurveda because it's perfect for enhancing vitality for all ages and all lifestyles. And a couple other adaptogens that Rebel uses are maca and reishi. So maca is an adaptogen that is traditionally used to also enhance vitality, stamina, and energy. So it's more of an energy powerhouse. I know, for example, Rachel Mansfield, who co-hosted with me a couple weeks ago, loves maca for all sorts of reasons, even hormone reasons. I haven't personally noticed anything with my hormones from maca, but that's what's so awesome about adaptogens is they work differently in everyone's bodies to bring them back to a state of balance. And then reishi is actually the most scientifically studied of all of the adaptogens. It's a validated medicinal herb, 
And it's been called the divine mushroom of immortality because it basically has endless health benefits from liver protection and detoxification to cardiovascular health to healthy aging. So as you can see, Rebel is the company that I choose to support because they use incredible super herbs and adaptogens in their drinks. They taste amazing. So it's not just hopping on the trendy train of turmeric and matcha and maca and all that stuff. They actually use them in really healthy, beneficial ways. They also have this incredible not-for-profit side of what they do because they were born out of their nonprofit partner, Not For Sale, which is an organization that strives to find a solution to help eliminate human trafficking. So they are an impact-driven company. They also use these super herbs that make us feel really good. And I just love the relationships with everyone that they have in the wellness community. They're very immersed. They're involved. They're excited to partner with people like me to bring information to you. So you guys should definitely check them out. We're going to be hosting another giveaway because I always love to do a giveaway when I tell you guys about a company in the podcast. So to enter this giveaway, just go ahead and type the Balance Wand podcast into the iTunes store so that you can rate and review the podcast and then send me a screenshot either to my Instagram DM or to my email, which you can find on my website, and let me know that you've rated and reviewed. And yes, if you've rated and reviewed previously, you can definitely still be entered. I'm so grateful to everybody who's already rated and reviewed the podcast, and you'll be entered to win a case of Rebel for you and a friend. So that's two whole cases of Rebel. Thank you hugely to Rebel for doing that. And without further ado, let's introduce Ashley Strath, the photographer extraordinaire. Hey guys, so I am here today with Ashley Strath, and this podcast episode has been a long time coming because she is somebody who I've wanted to have on the podcast since day one, because really when I started this podcast at first, it was also to have people in my life on the podcast to talk about what we do on a daily basis and kind of how it works to blog full-time and the team that you surround yourself with. And also, Ashley just has a really awesome personal story with her entrepreneurial life, but also her health. And we've bonded on so many things from being entrepreneurs to having to really take care of our health and being highly sensitive people and all that kind of stuff. She's also into all the spiritual stuff that I am. We've done Kundalini together. We love it all. We do a lot of yoga and I'm just really excited for you guys to soak in her good vibes. She's amazing. Thanks for that introduction, Jordan. Of course. So why don't you tell our listeners what you do? Okay. Hey guys, I want to say hi to all of you because, um, I am Jordan's photographer. Um, so I see a lot of your comments that come through and you guys are like the best ever. (laughs) Um, so I just want to say, Hey, um, yes. So I'm Jordan's photographer. I'm a photographer before that, of course, too. (laughs) And I've been doing this now for, I can say over 10 years. It's been my uh, journey since I was 17. Um, I am 30 now, if anybody can add. 
And <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a long road. Yeah, no, it has. And I'm excited to get into the road that Ashley took to from working always for other companies and for other people to very recently working for herself, which is kind of a theme on this podcast. Of course, not everybody I have on works for themselves, but it's sort of a theme in this whole soul on fire lifestyle that I like to discuss because I think ultimately when you're really following your heart, doing what you love, it often involves following your passion project, which often involves working for yourself. So before we dive into that whole story, I want to ask you a couple questions that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, at least when I remember, because sometimes (laughs) I just dive right in. But since I'm sitting here looking at you and I know you're going to have a really good answer to this. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. (laughs) So if you were a color... What color do you feel like best represents your energy? Oh, ooh, I like that one. Like burnt orange. You know, I'm not, I'm, it's maybe like a, the warmth of it. I, I would say for my energy, like I really want everybody to feel good around me. I want to exude like a welcoming energy. Um, I'm also much more uh, sort of, into the deeper connections with people. So instead of being like a bright light color, I would say that more burnt orange side, like the deeper color would represent me. It's a little more subtle too. Yeah. And it's like a feel good color. Yeah. I love that. I haven't thought about a burnt orange, I guess. So I usually like to think of what color I see people as Mm -hmm. and then listen to what they have to say. And it doesn't usually match up because I feel like what we see ourselves as and what other people see us as, what can be the exact same, but the colors that represent that in each of our minds. Because I also found you to be like a deeper, richer color Mm -hmm. than like a light, bright white, which is also awesome, but you're not like a bouncy all over the place. You're very grounded. You have that kapha energy from Ayurveda that I always tell you, which is why I just am so drawn to you because I don't have enough kapha. (laughs) My root chakra is not very planted as I was just talking to you about. So I saw you as kind of like a forest green. Mm. And maybe it's also because I see all this really pretty like tree behind you. I'm just looking at you um, with all the beautiful deep green out the window but yeah burnt orange is perfect I totally see that because you do make people feel so good you have that major quality about you and also everybody listening Ashley is highly intuitive like I think that if you worked on those skills kind of to like do a lot more well I know you already do this but to really like dive deep with meditation and kundalini and talking to mediums and all that fun stuff, I think that you would be a full-blown intuitive because she gets these visions of things. Like we were taking photos for my ebook a couple months ago, a couple, I don't know when that was. (laughs) Uh, Time is irrelevant when you are, when you have a packed schedule the way that we do, which we need to slow down. We'll get to that. But um, Ashley came out with like a couple extremely just like, intuitive I would say like divinely guided Mm. things because they did not come from her mouth they did but they like dropped from the sky into her head and through her mouth and they came true (laughs) and it was really stuff about like the vision that she saw me taking 
for the rest of the year. And um, because we were working on that ebook, that's probably why it popped into her head because it was kind of like that type of day about the trajectory of my career going in like a different path and it had been before. So that was impressive. Yeah, it just, it happens. It's really interesting where you were saying it like drops out of the sky and comes out. We'll be doing something wherever I am. And then it's like, I don't even have a second to think about it. And it just, it comes out and I'm like, I have to say this. And then it happens. Yeah. So has that been happening for your whole life? (laughs) Yeah. Since, since I was little, um, I remember, you know, my, some woman, I was, I was singing actually, I believe, or doing a play or something, um, when I was little and, this woman went up to my mother and said, oh, there are so many angels like around her. And so I think I've always been really connected. I was sure that I was connected to the things you couldn't see (laughs) whenever I was little. It still follows me today. And I've only more recently uh, come to terms with accepting that. And then sort of always being in synchronicity, like seeing signs and following it. I think, you know, when we talk about my entrepreneurship, that's my guide. So I channeled that more as an adult, but I've always followed it. It's sort of like what feels good, go towards it. And I, I get signs. I was always interested in, um, all the things behind like, like stuff that you couldn't see. I was always like interested in, um, dreams. I was interested in, um, analyzing those when I was like a kid feng shui, like energy work. I don't know why my mother was always okay with me, uh, sort of like tuning into that stuff. And I didn't know that it was, you know, more of an intuitive route. Um, but yeah, I've always, I've always been that way. And I actually just recently analyzed a piece of artwork from a woman at a retreat that I was in. She wasn't sure we were sort of laughing about, um, what just intuitively came out of her when we were doing this artwork project. And I was like, let me just look at it. Let me analyze it real quick. I felt called to it. And I was like, oh, this is obvious. Honestly, it looked like a symbol for somebody getting pregnant. And she was like, that's crazy. Like I'm trying to get pregnant. And I was just in up where we were doing the retreat. I'm connected to some of our friends last week and turns out she's pregnant now. So no way. (laughs) That was like last month. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I love that. That doesn't surprise me to hear that you picked up on that. Mm -hmm. It's that's crazy. So what are some of your signs? It's really like in general, like what happens to me, I think it's just, um, like stuff in dreams happen often. And then again, when I start to have, I use this for my business. Um, I, I do a lot of branding with people. Um, so when I'm taking photos, I, I pretty much start to have, we have conversations like you and I have had so many conversations, like we were doing, we were shooting. And then all of a sudden, like we're in, I'm in tuned, I'm getting more information from you and the situation around us. And then stuff starts to come through. I start to get a vision. And I'm, I always say that I feel like I can see 10 steps ahead. I'm very like cause and effect. I can see like, if we're doing something right now, this could lead to here, this could lead to here and so on. So for me, it's a lot of what during conversation, I'll start to get like a vision of where you're about to be. And it just like comes out. Yeah. Which is 
kind of weird. <laughs> no, it's amazing. <laughs> Do you have like particular signs like for me, oh, two all one? Yes. What, yes. what are yours? Um, I have uh, ones a lot. So 111, 1111, 1011, and then 911. That's that. All that the was time. 1011. Oh. 10, 11, 10 minutes and 11 seconds into the podcast when you started saying that, Crazy. I just have to say. Yep. And 10, 11's my birthday. Oh, well, that's why I love you so much. And you're a Libra, too. <laughs> yes, I'm also a Libra, 10, 10, two. 10 two. Yeah. 2 Oh, my God! Stop! <laughs> the, um, Whoa! That's really weird. How have we never oh, noticed I that? No, that's crazy. It's insane. I love it. Oh my god, I'm obsessed I know, with that. Me too. Oh, I love you so much. I know. <laughs> Do you have other signs like yes. animal signs, crystal yep. signs? Um, so I find pennies all the time. If you ever watch my Instagram story, I post about it a lot. Um at Ashley Straff. <laughs> So you guys can find yes. her. She has fun stories. Yeah, I try to. And they, amazing pictures. <laughs> but also, like Jordan, I use my cat a lot. So her <laughs> cat there. is so cute. <laughs> Minnie. She's a cute girl, Minnie. Yes. We just exchange photos of our cats all the time. Yeah, all the time. I always have to check in with Hudson because... I'm obsessed with him, and I, I'm actually looking at him right now, so. <laughs> Hudson's just guarding the whole entire room right now. He He's placed himself in the middle of the room, yep. mainly within eye gaze of Ashley, because he <laughs> can't take his eyes off of Ashley ever. And the first day that he ever met Ashley, she walked in the door, and Hudson was on the couch. Well, he knows I'm talking about him. Can yeah, you see this looking, all over yeah. his face? He's listening. <laughs> He was on the couch and he just ran. He does this like prancing thing where he runs like a deer. He pranced directly to Ashley, stuck his face in her face and kissed her on the mouth for, (laughs) I mean, he stayed there touching noses for over a minute. And he later told Miranda, who is episode four of this podcast, my pet psychic, that Ashley's a cat. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually, I feel like that goes in line with your intuition and the fact that you are connected to things that we cannot see because Hudson, I mean, I think cats are intuitive, of course, and like mentors and Mm -hmm. guides. And he sees that in you. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes without saying that cats are obviously <laughs> one of my signs. I mean, I, I do with all... He's prancing. He's coming over right now, guys. I, I do with, I think, most animals um, connect with them. I've been in situations where I was hiking and was eye to eye with Bobcat and it just stared at me. And I, I don't think you're supposed to make eye contact with them. Probably not. But uh, yeah, I was definitely in a vulnerable situation by myself on like overlooking like the side of a cliff. So I had nowhere to go. But the bobcat just like looked at me. I was like, hey, man, like I'm one of you. And he was like, all right. And just walked away. Wow. Um, yeah, totally. That's so, so cool. It's it's uh, yeah, animals. I very much just like I understand them. I feel like I get them. Um, I think I feel like they, they obviously cuts in like, he's like, oh, you understand me. Yeah. yeah. Very drawn to you. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. And another thing about Ashley is that she pretty much introduced me to the high vibe living girls, yes. Britt and Tara, who were recently on this podcast. They're 
kundalini teachers, they're into astrology, um, angel card readings, all that stuff. And Ashley has connected with them as deeply as I have, if not more. I know that oh, they really connect. Like past lives, like yes. for sure. Like yes. I love them. They're amazing beings. Like you guys all need to follow them because they're so cool. Yeah. Have they yeah. told you anything about your spirit guides? Has Tara like seen No, your we have guides? no, because our conversations like more I've on this been, planet. Yeah. <laughs> we well, need to do Kundalini together. With yeah, them we do, we do with them. During Kundalini is when she can call in the spirit yeah. guides and she holds the selenite wand and mm-hmm. she yeah. she knows my spirit She's guides totally. now. Yeah, she would is, see yours. I'm yeah, we we've definitely gone in in uh to deep conversations and like yes. different planes and exchanged crazy things that most people, you know, would just be like you took some gnarly drugs mm-hmm. and I haven't ever, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, you know, it's interesting when you do connect and you're like, there are other people that have, you know, like maybe seen things or felt things that aren't like, like on this like physical plane. So I have gone into depth with them, but then also with some of their branding and like, I just have been in our conversations, I've been like, I see where they're going. So it's been a lot of that, um, that type of conversation instead of it being more about, yeah, the spirit guides. Yeah. Um, but that, that has, sense. I need like, yeah, I need that like ASAP. Yeah. Because I just <laughs> want to know what your spirit guides yes. look like. I'm, I'm now fascinated. Anybody who I can actually talk to about this, mm-hmm. I love to talk about it because other people are like, what do you mean your spirit guides? That's crazy. Like who knows who, what, who are they? But when you're tapped into that stuff, I mean, it's, it's just like asking the universe for guidance. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to believe in anything specific. You don't even have to like, think about it in the terms of spirit guides. You could think like, if you put energy into the universe, of course, that's going to come back to you. So, oh my gosh, like karma. Yeah. I am run by karma. Everything I do. That's why like, I can't do anything wrong. I'm like morally run and karma run because I truly believe as soon as I, if I did something that was, you know, not, I don't know. Not ethical. Yes. Which like, I don't ever do, but (laughs) if I try to push it a little bit, it's, uh, it definitely comes back to me in in the world. The universe like really wants me on a particular path. So it definitely, definitely shows up if the energy you put out get back. Yes, absolutely. So switching gears briefly, I really want you to talk about your entrepreneurial journey and your journey with Lululemon to eventually work for yourself, which when was that? That was like December that you started working for yourself? I left in October or the end of September. Okay. October. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, well, my, my entrepreneurial journey has been like very interesting because I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I also never really wanted to be a photographer, but again, the universe sort of gives you this path. It tells you at least for some of us clearly what you're supposed to be doing. I am somebody that really loves the, the opportunity of free will. So I try to control things a little bit too much when I'm out of sync, when I'm not happy with you know, what's quote unquote no longer serves me. I tend to resist that if I'm not ready to let it go. Um, so I hold on and I try to make the world's, you know, my world and not, not what the universe has in plan for me. So 
I decided that <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, Sorry, guys. I'm she's Insta doing an Instagram her. story. I don't want I... to interrupt her, but I also want everybody to see that she's coming on. Go on. Um, so my journey, like as, as a photographer, um, came because of a series of opportunities um, that did or did not happen in high school. And my best opportunity was to go to photography school. Um, and I always knew that I wanted to make lots of money (laughs) and have, um, an exciting life. And, um, I always was interested in figuring out where, like what boundaries can you push and like, where can you go? Like, how do you like create that beautiful world that you want to live in? Whatever it is that whatever beauty is for you. So, I went to photography school and I wanted to get out of it. Like every time I was in there, like I was locked in, I went to a school where it was three years year round. You set up a business. Um, it was really intense. It was like, you invested a ton of money and it was like, you have to decide to do this. And like when I was 19, I was like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Like I want choices. I want to be like 19. I want to be 20. Like I'm not even legal to drink yet. Like I don't want to be like, have all these responsibilities. And then I knew it was going to be a difficult route as a professional photographer and that jobs weren't going to be as stable. So I really wanted to figure out how to either ditch out and like become like a massage therapist and go to like be an esthetician and like deal with lasers. Like I love all that stuff. Um, and have a different world instead of like the photography world. But after graduation, I was like, well, I'm going to go work for Condé Nast, like, because I'm going to be shooting like the covers of Vogue. And like, that just seemed like obvious. You'd make money that way. I would have a stable, um, income. I come from the East coast where like, that's what you do. Like you're very much about the American dream. Like you set yourself up. Um, you should be buying like property and like kind of making a safe, you know, safe route, whatever. And I knew that I should be under a, like under a company in order to do that. So one, now I'm a photographer and I don't want to be one, but (laughs) I never, (laughs) you still don't want to be one. (laughs) No, now I, now I like, honestly, after I left Lululemon, I finally am in a world where I'm like, yeah, this is right. It feels right for the first time in 10 years, which is very interesting. But my journey here was very resistant. So as not wanting to be a photographer, um, and wanting to maybe explore something else, cause it seemed too difficult. The world was like, no, like you're tenacious. You don't want to give up. So I stuck it out through photography school. And then I was like, I'm going to, you know, try to work for Connie Nass. I didn't have any, you know, connections there. Um, so I did the whole like knocking on doors, like flying around, like figuring out, how to get email addresses. Um, like not sure like where I'm going to go from there, but this is like right at the time where social media, uh, really started to take off. Um, Instagram was just also starting to come out like Facebook. People were like really showing off their amazing lives. It was turning out to not just to be like just college, like drunk photos. 
Um, but people were actually starting to be up to things and traveling. So no one was hiring me at Condé Nast. I didn't know anybody. So of course not, but I went on a bunch, like a bunch of interviews, which was really cool. And I'm sitting in my parent. I moved home from California. I went to school up in Santa Barbara and I moved home and was sitting in my parents' living room, realizing like, I'm have no job. Like I'm everybody else I know, it's like the great recession is happening. I'm like, I don't like, I don't know what to do. Like I had no idea. I was just like pushing forward. And so I started to get creative, um, on Instagram, starting to understand, like people would start to do hashtags or if you tagged people. And I started, um, looking at everyone else's life and being like, well, this is interesting. Like, how are they creating this dream life? Like I want to be flying around to like tropical islands. I'd always wanted to do that and like photograph. Um, I just wanted to like, you know, graduate from college and be given a hundred thousand dollar job and be flown around on, on jets to do it. <laughs> I thought it was, I think we all right? that. <laughs> <laughs> thought it'd be that easy. So I, uh, started to get creative with Instagram and building a network before anybody used that opportunity as building a network. Like that wasn't even a thing yet. So I started connecting with people from different countries. Um, my client in Australia who I've now been to Fiji with a few times in Australia, she's been to LA a bunch. We've done a bunch of work together for years now. Uh, we found each other through a hashtag um, Which hashtag? <laughs> well, so I had connected because I run a help run a photography festival down in Palm Springs, which I'll be there this next week. I connected to an editor from Women's Health magazine. So I hashtagged, I was doing like a a project because they were gonna see if I could potentially have my photos be used. So I hashtagged Women's Health magazine and she was actually the head trainer and like she wrote for them for women's health and fitness magazine in Australia. So when I hashtagged like women's health and fitness or women's health magazine or something, she saw it and liked my photo. And then I was like, Oh, like this woman is like on tiny tropical islands all the time. Like her life is amazing. She's tan and like beautiful. And I was like, her life is so inspiring. Like who is this woman? And I was just like fascinated that she like, I don't, I don't know, like lived an amazing life and even like liked my stuff. So, um, we built a relationship online. And then the first time I met her was when she flew me out to Fiji to shoot for a week. So that was crazy. But yeah, so I'm sitting in my parents' <laughs> living room. No one's hiring me. I'm hustling like crazy. Um, I'm just starting to like look at brands, um, that I would want to work with. I remember seeing when Catherine Budig's uh, naked shoot, like with toe socks came out and got super inspired because um, that seemed right up my alley. I had been drawing since I was 10 and uh, knew, like loved the study of female body. And this is like a whole nother element of advertising with like the mix of like art. So I started stalking them <laughs> and figuring out their life. Um, and just realized, okay, maybe I can reach out just to, to toe socks and, um, 
like do some shoots for them. And so I started building uh, a brand that way because again, like I don't have a job and no one's hiring me. So I have to do something, right? So I'm starting on a smaller scale. I'm realizing that if I take somebody who has a bit of a following or is known, now we call them influencers. Jordan knows this term well. (laughs) Yeah. And you could reach out to a brand and potentially get some sort of, uh, I don't know, like exposure that way. Back when I thought exposure was enough, <laughs> now it's right. not. <laughs> yes, we all learn. Right, exposure is great. It though, is when you're beginning. starting. Yeah. Oh my god, it's a wonderful. But when you are a decade in, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, no that's not for the exposure. Yeah, I mean, it's a well, it can be great. It really yeah. depends on the situation. I still do. Yeah, I it don't... just has to feel right in your yes. gut. So if yeah. it doesn't feel right in your gut, then the exposure is not worth it. Exactly. Yep, it's a good way to put it. So now I somehow get an opportunity. I go to Paris. I actually get represented by Vogue. Yay, that's great. Um, I fly back. I fly to LA. And during this whole time, I wanted to work for Lululemon because I realized that I wanted to work in a world. I loved health and fitness. I have celiac disease. And I'm realizing like the world of Vogue and all of this is probably too harsh for me. And I needed a healthy lifestyle. So I just remember walking into Lululemon and everybody seemed like they were so happy. And I was like, please give me whatever you're on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and your clothes the are amazing. High. Yes. I'm like, I need the high. Your clothes are amazing. Everyone looks amazing. You all get to like go on runs together. Like after, like what is this <laughs> I world? I always have felt that way walking into Lululemon right? too. I'm like you guys seem like you have so much fun together. Yes. And I was like, can I have you all as friends? Like I just came out of like art worlds. Like it's different. Like I love community and I really wanted that. So I got denied. Okay. So first of all, I'm like not being given any jobs ever. I've gone two <laughs> years now <laughs> oh my God. without a job. Um, I don't understand. Like maybe I was tunnel vision. Maybe I was like trying to like, you know, get the best of the best and not looking at starting out smaller, but. Well, you were picky. You knew what you wanted. Yes, exactly. And then I went this route with Lululemon and then I got rejected by Lululemon 12 times all around the country. (laughs) 12, I'm like shaking my head like crazy. That's insane. Yeah, it was nuts. And finally, somehow, you know, the world's like, I think what I'm trying to get at is like the universe, listen to it. It's, it tells you something, let go a little bit. You, you definitely need to put energy into things, but it guides you. And sometimes you're in like a really massive struggle, but at some point something breaks because you finally are in the right place at the right time, not by coincidence, but because it's truly the right place at the right time for you. And I flew back out to Santa Barbara thinking of coming back from Paris and I was getting a job at the Lululemon up there that fell through. And I said, all right, like I'm done with Lululemon. Um, I had already put out uh, two other um, applications down in like Calabasas. I was like, I'm done. This isn't happening. I was rejected 12 times. That's enough. I'm not doing this again. Like, you know, it's not happening. So Um, the next day, actually I get 
a response from the Calabasas store. I went on my interview with Calabasas. I was like, well, I guess I'll go, but I'm already over it. Um, I actually ran into Jonathan. (laughs) Yes. So I ran into Jonathan on my interview. (laughs) It's my first meeting with him. Makes my heart. Right. So connected. And I ended up getting referred because I decided, okay, I'm moving down to like uh, LA. I get it all in the same week. And like that day I got a place in Beverly Hills. I'd never been down there. I just said, yes, it's happening. Uh, yeah. And then the next day I got this interview and then they were referring me to Beverly Hills and then I got the job and I was like, what? Right. When you let go of <laughs> yes. the desire to work there. Right. Isn't that crazy how yeah. that happens? And I was just like, I guess, and I had to let go of sort of like Santa Barbara because I really was trying to work back there too. Um, and I was resisting LA. Yeah. And, Cause all your friends were in Santa Barbara. Yep, yep. And I was like, I was terrified of LA. I was like, I'm not a city girl. And LA is pretty terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and the people I was like, I just don't want to like lose myself. Like I was really afraid of that because when you don't come from uh, like Southern California, you have a particular view. Like all I saw about LA was Hollywood from, you know, my, again, my parents living room <laughs> on the TV. Yes. So, I think that's a really standard. Yes stereotype of LA, not just stereotype, but a standard impression. It is a big part of LA, but luckily we live further West and that's not our life. It is not our life. Luckily, I mean, I say that because that's not what we like to do. I'm sure it's for some people. Right. Totally. We just, um, yeah, we're that might, there's a mindful crowd here. There are really great people here. Um, I was, I'm very shocked that it has turned out so well. And that like all the people that I am friends with here, I just love, I love them. Like now I can't imagine these people like not have ever entered my life. They're, it's, yeah. They were meant to be. Yeah. LA. It was like right? meant to be. So you stayed at Lululemon then for how long? Well then, um, so I did a seasonal, I was fighting for this position to stay on. And then, then they rejected me again. <laughs> Insanity. This is like, the world is obviously like trying to tell me I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, like I just want to be ready for it. No, it's, it's terrifying. Like if anybody's listening and they're like, how do I lo- like leave my real job? Like I'm feeling called to like having my own business, but like, how could I possibly leave my own job? Or like my best friend who's like trying to move across country and she like hasn't gotten her dream job yet. It's like, sometimes you just like, you got to just take the risk mm-hmm. and, um, it's terrifying, but it's worth it in the world. If it's like, you're, if you're noticing that there are signs, like when you're acknowledging, like, I feel like signs are happening. It's like, yeah, like you better listen to them. Yeah. Those are real. They are real. Um, so I'm rejected <laughs> and I realize they have There are photo shoots that they do with the ambassadors that are on the walls. Like if you go into Lululemon and you see the photos and on the store walls, they're the, like sort of the influencers of that particular community. And so I started to connect with those ambassadors. I'm still, you know, I was still really good friends with everybody that I was working with. I was like Jonathan and like, he was the only other person that I realized that was at every single different community. Like most people stayed with that in their store community. 
Jonathan and I were always popping up at like different events, like anywhere from Santa Barbara down to anywhere in LA. Like it was, I was like, you're the only other person that I see. Like, I know you. Like, that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) And then I started being in that community and seeing you guys everywhere too. I'm like, whoa, everybody knows Ashley and everybody knows Jonathan. (laughs) Every day I meet somebody who knows both of you or one of you or, oh my God, Ashley Straff, Jonathan (laughs) Albright. I'm like, yeah, I know. I love them too a lot. (laughs) They're amazing. I think it says a lot about both of your personalities that Mm. you make it a point to integrate yourselves into each community, get to know people and be like this light. Well, burnt orange (laughs) for you, yellow for him, (laughs) um, to everybody. Like you guys really have that. And, And then you did get the job. So I did. Well, the next, that next year. So I'm working on I'm shooting like every wine I'm trying to get into this company. I'm still wanting to shoot. My whole reason for working at Lululemon was because I wanted to photograph for the company. So the next year I called um, one of my friends who was an assistant manager and she referred me to the manager at the Brentwood store. Oh, hey. We can probably take it from here. Pretty much see it if there were in a few buildings and some trees in the way. Exactly. We literally could. (laughs) Yes. Straight shot. Yep. Um, And so I'm doing another seasonal there. It's great. I'm like, everything's going to like work out. I get approved to shoot ambassadors. And so that starts me actually photographing for the company. And then I got for the end of the season happened and then I was rejected again. (laughs) They didn't keep me on. So I'm at like 14 rejections. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know what is going on, but this is not like clearly Lululemon, like me working in the store. I, at this point I've built such a community. I'm not just one small community. I'm like a region. I'm starting to work. I'm flying back and forth from New York, just really gaining a network and this like portfolio And working, like, with not making any money, but, like, working with different brands and different people that are sort of, like, on the rise. And I took a retreat down in Mexico and was like, okay, like, what's my my business going to be? And so I spent the next, like, year figuring out the bones of my, uh, of my business. And I'm pretty much, like a year later, like set up in the sense that like, okay, I guess I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm still trying to figure out how to be like extra, like amazing for a company. And then I was still well-received like in Lululemon and got the job as storyteller, which was building, they were starting a new like trial on like communities, like Maven communities. So like bigger communities, like New York and LA. Love the word Maven. Yeah. That's me and Brandon's <laughs> word. Brandon from episode one, we like throw it around and people are like, what is that? So I love that you just said that. Yes, Maven. Um, so in LA, they were starting kicking it off and they needed somebody who was connected to the community, like knew everyone, was the visual, understood photography. I don't know. If- okay. What? The heck. <laughs> Brentwood just turned into New York. I don't know if you guys can hear this. I hate to interrupt Ashley's amazing story, but I'm looking out the window. There are like six almost car accidents happening and That's a amazing. garbage truck. And people are so <laughs> mad. Do you? Wow. I this hope is, they can hear this. So they're like, what are you guys talking right, about? Yeah. If you guys this? can't hear us, then 
just consider your ears lucky because yeah, people intense. are really angry today. But so angry, but we're not. We, we try to be the opposite <laughs> always for, for everybody. So yeah. Ashley will dive back into her story. Yes. I'm, I'm loving it. Yay, good. So, okay, so I got, yeah, the storyteller. It's, uh, they needed somebody who was, who understood the community, like knew everyone, was like understanding of visuals. I'm a photographer. That That's what they needed because we're, we're starting an Instagram for LA and I was referred and it was like an obvious choice at the moment. And, um, I got the job and I was so thrilled. I was like, it, this is it. Like everything (laughs) came together. My like five years uh, or six years of five years, like of trying to get a job with Lululemon finally, or six years like happened and all the rejections. It was like, I just needed my dream job and I was so thrilled. And then I started the role of like storyteller and I was like, finally, it's like, I have some consistent job. I didn't have, I just had got off health insurance, um, my parents' health insurance. So couldn't stay on that any longer. Um, and so I have health insurance and that's like gold now these days. So I was stoked. Now I'm like not having to have the anxiety of figuring out how to get all of my jobs. It's there for me. And yeah, that was an interesting uh, experience. My dream job ended up not being (laughs) my dream job. Doesn't that always kind of (laughs) happen that way? These things that we get fixated on and that we sometimes realize that's not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's the universe. Oh, that whole universe thing. Tricky, tricky. It's silly. Yeah. That it ended up being, it was like great for a hot minute. And I remember when it was great, right? You came here and shot me and Hudson when he was an infant and that's when he fell in love with you. Yep. And you shot Sophie and you knew all these people Mm -hmm. who you were putting on the Instagram and it looked Mm -hmm. so good. I was ready to I was, I had been waiting for this moment for years. I was ready to take all the people that I knew were on the rise in this community that were about good things that were up to some bullshit. Like they, they're these amazing people. I'm like, let's put them out there. Like we've got stories to tell. We have a platform like to reach the masses. And that was always my goal. Like I knew that just photography, like wasn't enough for me. It had to be about, you know, also the people behind it. Like I knew I wanted to use mass media as like my platform to talk about all the good things in the world and inspire people to take more responsibility for themselves, be accountable, like to give, give them knowledge about how to be their best self, like how to get healthy, um, in whatever way that is for them. And like, show showcase products that like help that because I suffered for years because I didn't have knowledge. Um, so if I knew people like Jordan, who, when I was growing up that were like, you know, struggling with digestive like orders and they like were testing out products that might help them like my tiny town in Marblehead, Massachusetts, like that would have freaking helped me. So I want to be able to give that to people who aren't as accessible like we are here in LA. Now we can't, we can just send you all this product and you can like find it out on the internet. But I wanted to like have that be, you know, in mass media so that 
people would end up seeing, like end up seeing it. So I wanted to use Lululemon LA as that platform. Um, also, of course, like more directed towards what Lululemon's like goals were, obviously. Um, but it still incorporated it. But then I quickly realized you do not have as much freedom working for a corporation as you think you do. Um, they definitely presented it as you would. And then really you don't at all. Not even like some creative freedom. You, it's, it ended up coming maybe like two years too late, I would say. I was already way on to the next thing and bigger than what that platform would have been. I would have loved that. It would have cost me a lot less anxiety and like not have taken a few years off of me from the anxiety if I had it a few years before that. It ended up sort of being like ending in a not positive, like a not positive way. I thought it was going to go one way and then it ended up, you know, sort of just like depleting really quickly and getting like rejected. (laughs) Unbelievable. All the rejections that you've risen from. But don't you think that they've had an impact on your confidence now and how you're able to pursue what you're doing now? Because you've been through a ton of rejection for no reason. Like you have to separate (laughs) it from who you are and maybe what they were looking for because it's clear that there was nothing wrong with what you were doing. It just it wasn't in line with what the corporation was looking for, which is yeah. so much bigger than like the people who actually knew you and the community and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it was interesting when you you like nail everything, but again, you're you're too big for your position, um, and not not in like an egotistical way. It's just actually that... the least <laughs> egotistical person ever, but it's true. You're too. It's, you I, had yeah. You were too big for the confines of the position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, again, like I said, it could have been two years ago. It would have been great, but I was already elsewhere. I do have to say for everybody that's listening, if you are feeling as though people are not appreciating you, if you are in a position where there's, there is sort of like a negative vibe and your self-worth is, um, feeling like it's feeling compensated. There's probably a reason for that. It, may not necessarily be that you're looking at yourself negatively, but it might be the position that you're in that is reflecting that onto you. And I was in a position where I was like fitting, you know, a square peg into a round hole. As soon as I decided to leave Lululemon, like the path of, you know, really getting whatever that next position was or creating that position. Once I was like, I'm done trying to make it work. All of my confidence came back and my world got significantly more positive. And it was like, everybody was waiting for me to have my time freed up. I was, <laughs> so, I was like, Ashley, I'm roping you in. Yeah. my photographer. We have a lot of pictures to take all the time. <laughs> all so the time. Really, 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 really glad that you work for yourself and provide those services now. Yes. So yeah, I as soon as I was like, okay, bye. Like it's happening. I get it, world. I'm like a freaking entrepreneur. Like, I'm not gonna fight you anymore. Like, I get it. Like yeah. it's not happening. But and- 
It, sorry, it was yeah. part of your path yes. because you met all these people along the yep. way. You developed and cultivated this massive community of like-minded, creative, mm-hmm. health-oriented people. And those are the people that you now work with. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really big into taking all of your negative experiences and finding a positive out of them. So I would suggest to everybody, it's like, just, just think of all the negative things that are happening and figure out like how it's helping you for the future. Because it really is like all that rejection that I took, I would not be like as powerful. I would say now I'm like, yeah, throw it at me. Like I'm good. Like I just like, don't get, take it. Yeah. I don't get rattled very easily anymore. That's why you're so kafa. Yes. So much so. Yeah. That's so true. I think another thing that you do, because I don't see you as just a photographer. Mm -hmm. I see you as this visionary that's able to develop people's brands with them, create an aesthetic and a brand identity for Mm -hmm. their platforms, whether it be their website or their social media, or if they have something like an ebook, which you totally, totally (laughs) created along with Annalise graphic designer that was amazing. Introduce me to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, you guys created the aesthetic and the brand really, um, that people think of when they think of the soul on fire ebook slash all the other clients that you have. But beyond all of that, you're also kind of like a therapist friend person because every time we shoot, we talk about mm-hmm. life and that's also my personality. I'm sure you shoot with people who don't like launch into <laughs> all that kind of stuff every time they see you. But I love that we can talk and like you have such good insights. And I think you weave a lot of the stuff that you've learned over the years from yeah. all of the trial and error into what you do. So exactly. you're not just like showing up and taking pictures, exactly. which you're really good at, but <laughs> there's a lot more. Like Ashley and I have to consciously tell each other if we have a day where it's like, okay, we only have an hour in our schedules. Like, I guess we can't really talk beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to just dive right in. We have to plan that ahead of time because yeah. it's hard not to when you're yeah. working with a close friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love that. Like we are close friends, but like, I love that we have such an amazing working. Yeah. Yeah. Working relationship. You have to find those boundaries. That was something I wanted to talk about on this episode is you have to be professional, of course, Mm -hmm. when you're working with your friends. And I think in this entrepreneurial world where we all have our niche and our expertise and obviously for Ashley, that's the photography and for me, that's the blogging. You can't just like come together and think, oh, this is going to be so fun to work with my friend. We're going to create magic together. Like you have to be professional. There's a timeline involved. There's invoices, there's payments, there's being respectful of people's time. And if I was not respectful of Ashley's time, I would talk her ear off forever before we <laughs> shot. And like we both have places to be and I have to think about, and I am happy to think about her time and her worth and her value and then vice versa. So it's hard. Yeah. And you work with a lot of influencers, a lot of bloggers. Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious to hear your take on what it's like to be a photographer for bloggers. Cause I imagine people listening, there's got to be photographers who are mm-hmm. listening who would love to shoot for influencers, Yeah, especially Ashley shoots for like these huge yoga stars <laughs> and uh, amazing people who just look at her Instagram and you'll see what I'm talking about. What is it like? Uh, it's interesting. I think because we're really in the world where blogging, this is like a new 
a whole new world, right? Like we're all uh, just trying to figure out how to navigate it. And I mean, we're, we're some years in now, so we've like, we sort of understand it, but people who are first coming in, you're like, Oh, like, what, like, what do you do? There aren't like a million, you can't take like a college course on it. Like how to be a photographer specifically for bloggers. It's a lot of like trying to understand your, uh, bloggers audience. Like, yes, a lot of bloggers like come to you, the photographer, because your style, your aesthetic is similar to theirs or what they want. You know that like when we're shooting, I'm thinking about your feed and I'm thinking about you as a person. And that's what I do specifically as like photographer and I think for other photographers when I work with bloggers, you, um, you should really understand like who they are and like what their uh, message is and what they're representing. Because like you've experienced photographers that who come in here and they're not listening to your brand at all. Yeah. And they're like, we've got the shot. We're done. <laughs> and I'm like, no, let me look inside of your camera lens and see what we actually have. And we don't have because very particular. Yeah. I think a lot of people who blog are very particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely photographers think, you know, like they're, they have their own image. Um, they're creative. So like, we're just going to shoot whatever I think is good. Right. Like that does happen for photographers. Not most of the ones I know. They're very professional. They understand that there's separation on personal projects and, um, when it's a job and it's really a job when you're working with a blogger. So as a job, you're being hired to help promote a particular, like be the, help promote a face for a brand. So thinking about it that way that like, yes, this is like such a cool person, like an influencer. Oh my God. Like we're working with this, like working with these people, like they have all this like following, like, this is so cool, but really it's a job. And you have to, like I was saying, like understand that blogger's message. So like when you were saying like, let me look through your lens and see if we got the shot. Every shoot that I do, whether it's personal branding, um, whether I'm on, you know, something for Lululemon, um, on a shoot for that or a magazine or whatever, I am showing people on set to get them one, hopefully to get them excited and yes. keep the energy up, but also to make sure like we are, we have what, what you need. Um, I think it's important to do that and to show, I know photographers like don't like to show the back of the camera unless like a blogger's like, I don't even want to see it. Like I've had people who are like, camera shy bloggers aren't usually but <laughs> we love it yeah but like show me all the pictures yes but um I do I do think that's important I think that maybe I don't know if anybody else says I'd love to know if other people do but I do find that that usually when I'm shooting people they think that's unique that I'm always showing everyone um yeah photos. yeah I think it's interesting too because on my end of it I never want to disrespect the photographer's process and like you mentioned I've worked with a lot of people over the last four years, some of whom look at me like I'm a crazy psychopath when I ask to see the pictures before they're edited or, I mean, I don't ask to be sent them, but just like yeah. look at them while we're taking them and just see like, how do these clothes even look on me? I'm very curious, you know? Yeah. And some people really don't want to show me. And if it's for a project that's for, yeah, a magazine or a website or something where it's not going on my personal feed yeah. or my personal blog, 
I'm more lax. I'm a pretty lax person. I'm yeah. not the kind of girl who's like, you can't post that angle of me. I've never been that way unless it's literally horrible and I have like a Band-Aid allergy on my neck like <laughs> I do right now. And then I have to be, I really like to see the pictures and do some touch-ups. But for the most part, yeah, I really appreciate photographers who do understand that, yeah, it's a waste of everybody's time and energy and yeah. money if I later see the pictures and they're not what I thought they were yep. or they're not the size that fit onto Instagram yeah, or they're exactly. not the coloring. Yeah. If it's like probably my biggest pet peeve with photos is like harsh sunlight when it's like yeah. 3 p.m. and there's no way to later edit the shadows out of it or whatever. So I'll come back from shoots sometimes and then see, well, because that photographer didn't share with me, I didn't know the lighting in these can never be used. Right. Waste of time. So I also hope that no photographer is doing that. <laughs> you know, oh, lighting. I mean, it's been a while, <laughs> thankfully, because I'm pretty particular now. And then if I don't get yeah. to choose the photographer, like I said, yes. it's usually not for my Instagram. Right. And if it is, I just develop a relationship with them where I would say everybody's, I mean, not everybody, but like everybody who I work with is very kind, like you and Tamara mm -hmm. and Tynan, who was my apparel business partner, my friend since college, Christina, who takes my photos sometimes, my dad. I mean, now yes. I'm getting into like less and less <laughs> professional photography as a living, but still like are people who I like to be with because they understand my process. I understand yeah. theirs. I would hope I would never like overstep and be like, let me see that. Let me see that after every picture. Cause that could get crazy. Yeah. But like in each room or if you're in a house, like I was in Tamara's house this week, I've got to just check it out. Yes. And I would imagine if I was taking pictures, I'd be like, just let's just make yeah. sure you, you like this. Yeah. I think it's really important for photographers when they're with bloggers um, or any job really, but blogger photographer specific, it's like understanding it's as a photographer, it's not about you this is still a job and you want to make your client happy and you just want to communicate. It can be a mixture of both. Like I still feel like I have, I still feel like it's my style. Like when we're shooting. Yeah. I feel it, like I have creative not go away from free style. Yes. Yeah. But your style I think meshes with most bloggers because most bloggers with the exception of like really maybe edgy or different mm -hmm. than different than me, Really, I would say we all like, especially in Southern California, like a yeah. bright, clean, sleek, and um, inspiring. Mm -hmm. You don't want all the clutter in the background. Yeah. Um, your image fits with a lot of people who blog because I think we all like to see something that's very clean looking yeah. and yeah, it varies from person to person, but you're all about the brights and the beach and yeah. the whites and the... And everyone loves that blurred place. background. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Ashley's lens is amazing. <laughs> I, Christina and I were joking because Ashley was out of town a couple weeks ago. We took all these pictures for this one activewear brand <laughs> and the brand got back to me and said like, no. These are a little <laughs> off brand slash. We can literally see the outline of your underwear, but I'm like, well, your clothes don't really fit me. So that was a whole other That's thing. Another problem, but, but uh, still, I mean, your lens changes everything. We were using my high quality Canon 60 and yeah. it, oh, well, I thought I had a nice lens, but it's so different when you do it professionally. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is a difference between like owning a nice camera you could still technically have the same lens, um, but you, it's knowing how to use yeah, it. I don't know how to use That's, it at all. I would love to learn. I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give some Maybe tips. you can teach me sometime. <laughs> yeah. 
I always buy these nice cameras with the intention of learning, but I can't take my own pictures anyway. So Uh, of myself, I I can definitely take it of food and stuff, but I just don't do that as often anymore. So now that we are coming up on the hour, I wanted to ask you just something that I also ask everybody, which is what is your top tip for setting your soul on fire? People who are listening, who haven't made that leap yet, or maybe where you were like five years ago mm-hmm. yeah, in the middle of just trying to figure it all out and maybe yeah. not taking the hints from the universe, but like maybe it also wasn't the right time. What yeah. would be your tip for just like going after it? Um, well, I, w- I would say, you know, tenacity is everything. Don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your vision. Um, sometimes we need to take breaks. Um, we need to look out for ourselves. Um, I overextend myself. So my breaks sometimes are like a week long where I don't leave my bed and that's okay. Sometimes like when I'm taking a job, like, you know, with Lululemon, I needed a break from entrepreneurship because I was exhausted and I wasn't ready yet. Now I'm ready. Let's get this going, you know? But it's like, I, I just, I think it's like, just don't, don't give up on yourself. Constantly seek new knowledge. You don't know what you don't know. So seek other mentors, professionals, learn everything that you possibly can. I wanted to learn everything that involves photography, entrepreneurship. I'm, I'm like spiritually like sort of right in like my mission. So if that, that inspires you, like whatever it does inspire you, like stay close to it. Amazing, amazing tips. I'm with you on the overextending and the yeah. crashing, and that's something that we connect on hugely yeah. because we both want to say yes to everybody, please everybody, do everything, all the fun opportunities, but it's literally impossible to do everything. And we have to take care of ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing you and I have to learn. I do think for us, though, both that we're both learning right now and that everybody that's listening um, support is huge. Once I started asking for help and also relying a bit on others or like, you know, you, um, have Christina, I hired Logan, um, lifesaver already, you know, once we start having our team that we can like that, that supports us specifically, that's huge and helpful for us. Yes. Yes. I remember the day that I realized that I couldn't go anywhere large without a team, quote unquote, even if it was just a friend who was acting as like a support that day. Um, I remember telling you that I was like, I don't think I can ever go anywhere again without a team because I was the only influencer there at this one particular event back in January that didn't have a team. And I got walked all over. I was being ripped literally by one arm and the other (laughs) by publicists and photographers. And I mean, I'm not like complaining about this. It's very cool to like be in these situations and to even be there and to be paid to be there and all that as part of the job. But I had no support and everybody's just like, oh yeah, get here at 6am and you stay till 6pm and <laughs> do this and do that. Oh yeah, we'll put a couple of gluten-free snacks in your green room. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I can't eat that stuff. That is still crap what they put yes. in there. But my point They're is- They're like gluten-free. Well, we're still going right. to give you some M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, literally. I had no support and I felt like, oh, if I had known, I would have even just brought like a family member. I need right. some support. And so support is huge. Yeah. Moving forward. I mean, I definitely, definitely consider you a mm-hmm. part of the team. And I try to 
have you join me for as many things as mm-hmm. possible, especially events, because it's, it's also more fun to have it someone, is. but beyond being fun, it is professional, like we said, and it's way more professional to show up with like a team that can take care of you. And Christina knows this, like if I went everywhere alone to these events yeah. and stuff, my time gets monopolized. I can't say no to people. It's my personality slash it would just look bad if yeah. I was like, bye, bye. Yep. bye. And it has to be somebody else. And people are good at that. It's actually called a handler. And yes. everyone who, <laughs> who is remotely in this space, I think has one or needs one. Yeah. I would never be a good handler. It's not about <laughs> like, it's not even about what I do for a living. It's just, that's not my personality. I would be the worst handler ever. <laughs> I would be like taking videos on the sideline of like the ocean while my person was like getting bombarded. So <laughs> I wouldn't be a good handler, but you're good. You're good at that. Yeah. When it's not about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it's about, when it's about me, I'm awful. I say yes to everything. I overextend myself all the time. I like don't know how to say no, but when I'm in, it's a different part of my brain when I, I definitely have like, I understand it more when I'm on the other side, honestly, like as soon as it's not about me, I'm like in an entirely different role and I look out for everybody and I know how to maneuver a conversation so that it doesn't hurt anybody and we can still get to the point and everybody's taken care of. You're very good at that. (laughs) I've noticed that it's, it's a very, very good quality. And I've totally noticed that about you like very much so often. So it's amazing. I'm so lucky to have Ashley on the team and as a friend and also that she, we can balance this fine line between being very close friends and doing stuff totally off the clock and also working together and being professional and respecting each other's time and creativity and all that good stuff. Yeah. That's a huge thing. I have to say for everybody, if they are working with their friends, communication is key. I think you and I have amazing communication where we're constantly checking in with each other and getting better at our communication so that we always feel good every project that we do. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that about us. You can't have that with everybody. So you really have to find the people that you communicate well with. Yes. I guess you can communicate well with anybody, but (laughs) see whose energy that you receive in a good way. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for coming Aww. on. Was thank- this fun? Yes. Uh, I feel like we could have eight more episodes of we will. talking about things like this. It was great, though. I'm so happy to talk to everyone. Yeah, it, this is not less intimidating as I thought it Yeah, be. it's just so <laughs> conversational and fun. Yes. So tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me uh Instagram is Ashley Streff. It's S-T-R-E-F-F, as in Frank. And uh, my website's also www.ashleystreff.com. If you want to email me, it's ashley.streff at gmail.com. I keep it real simple for y'all. Yes, she does. (laughs) So yeah, you guys can totally find her. If you live in LA and you're looking for an amazing photographer, hit a sister up. She (laughs) is busy, I will say, but she's available and she's the best. So yes, she really, really, truly is the best. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad to have been able to share with my favorite people with you. (laughs) One of Hudson's favorite people. (laughs) He got sidetracked by some boxes and might be in the other room with Christina. I don't know where he went, but we love you guys. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.